Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today we're coming at you with another To The Point, just me and Nick in the studio. We've got a, a lot to talk about today. Nick's got a long list of notes, I've got a long list of notes, and we're ready to roll. <laughs> uh, it's it's Nick and I are in the studio, you heathen. Oh, sorry. God, I'm a construction man, we, worker, we got, not an English major, yeah, well, we okay? Gotta, we got to start over now. It's, yeah. it's, this podcast is now worthless, thanks to you. I just swing a hammer for a living, okay? <laughs> Dude, the math and stuff that you do, I, yeah, I think you're pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> Just some of the things I've seen you do about all the angles and all that kind of stuff. Like, There's little tricks to that. I want to I wanna be cool like you when I grow up. I don't actually do the math. Uh, What? Hmm? Yeah. There's okay. little tricks to figure it out. Depends Depends on the what you're talking about. Oh. Can you, like, give a small trick of the trade? No. Can't give up my secrets. <laughs> one tiny one's gonna make it like put you out of business i mean it just like you there's certain things you see on tiktok and that kind of stuff but just like finding angles um a lot of what we deal with on finding angles is in rafters and if you know how to use your speed square that is basically all you need to know um because you look at the plans it says oh this is 712 pitch i know that i'm using a 712 when i'm in anywhere but a valley or a hip. And on the hips and valleys, it's actually got marks for that too on a 712 for framing. I mean, you learn how to use your speed square and you can figure out a lot of, a lot of angles. So you know all the times that I'm explaining to you all of those like technological things and you, you just zone out? Like I, that just happened to me right there. <laughs> we just lost three minutes of Nick's <laughs> life right there. <laughs> More importantly, people are listening to the podcast going, like, why did I even turn this episode on? <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to listen to this. All right, guys. We're going to talk about how to make a compound miter the right way. <laughs> Speaking of those notes. <laughs> this happens a lot. Where I'm teaching someone how to do this, and we throw a lot of two by fours back and forth in each other, trying to figure out the right angles. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess, like for me, like I have to admit, um, you've heard me come on the podcast before, and there are times that it just seems like everything's going well, things are good, and like I just got it all figured out, and I tell you that I don't, and I don't. Uh, today I sit here just like beyond spent. Like I really did not want to come here today. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I wanted to go home and I wanted to lay down and sleep, but I, number one, I wasn't going to let you down. And number two, I wasn't going to let everybody that was listening down. Like, you know, this is something that like we committed to doing and that's just me and what I'm going to do. But made a lot of progress on campaign stuff. Um, I resigned from the sheriff's office this week as well, and that went fine. That was well. I turned in all my equipment, um, and just, just to kind of let everybody know that's here that's listening is, um, it was just a respect thing there. I wasn't driven out. I wasn't forced out. I wasn't threatened out or anything like that. It was just a, you know, I didn't want the sheriff to be put into any type of a political conundrum to where he felt pressured to either retain my employment or terminate my employment, you know. So I just figured, you know, it's the respectful right thing to do. You know, I'm competing against him for that job. I should probably, you know, graciously bow out. So that's what I did. Um, Had several, several meetings about all kinds of different things with the business. Um, Had a couple ladies that rented out the podcast. Uh, studio. So I was here with them. 
all morning one morning and then while I was here I was remote desktoping working in on stuff but I do have some like good news uh, if you go to 519.pro so it's 519 the word spelled out um, dot pro I finally got my website up and it took me quite a while because <clears throat> like number one I'm trying to get reviews from the customers and the people that I've worked with to put on there but like they're busy at business as well right so like if um, like for instance, I submitted some questions for a contingency plan because I was putting a contingency plan together for a business and I, I sent them the questions that needed to be done and, and not you, I'm not talking about you. I didn't see it come through my email. I'm sorry. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. We haven't done that yet because we're meeting tomorrow. Oh, okay. So there's, there's a lot I want to talk to you guys about tomorrow about what we can do, but, um, you know, and, and they looked at it and they were kind of like wide eyed, like, whoa, like this is a lot. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to give you a contingency plan for basically every angle of your business. I mean, are we going to miss things? Probably, you know, um, but hopefully you've invested in the people that work there enough that they can fill in the gaps. But, you know, so, uh, and they're busy too. So like trying to get together with them. Uh, to do those like ancillary tasks when they're just trying to like get through the day and run their business has kind of been an interesting thing that I really hadn't considered, I guess. And I'm not like angry at them or anything. Like I totally get it. Um, but you know, and then trying to get them to write a review for me, like they get stuck in the minutia of just running a business and living life and, you know, probably going to kids football games at this time of year and, and everything that goes on. So it's kind of taken me a while and there's a couple of sections where I'm got some reviews that are going to be put in that aren't there yet. But, um, the thing that took me, uh, you know, some time editing and everything like that was, you know, my, <clears throat> my business mindset and I guess, uh, what do I want to say? My brain is fried right now. I can't even think of the words like my business goals or whatever my motto, my mantra, whatever you want it to be is like, I just want to invest in people. And so I didn't want my website to be this thing where it's like, I hold on to all the keys with the information and you have to pay me these copious amounts of money to get it. Right. Like, do I want to be compensated for my services? Sure. Right. But I want to show people that I like am invested in, um, in their future. And so I put together these eBooks so on each page right now, I, I thought about offering financial planning services, <clears throat> but I kind of really did a, a, an introspection, a self-introspection and was like, you know, do you really have any experience with business budgeting and planning finances and stuff? Not really. So I was like, should I probably be offering that as a service? No. You know, I mean, honestly. So I just cut that out as a service mm -hmm. right now. <clears throat> and if, you know, it presents itself where I learn that better, you know, I, I understand managerial and financial accounting, both they're, they're definitely very different. Um, but anyway, so I have these three service pages that I put together, which were like business consulting, which could include the contingency planning, the five-year planning. Um, basically, you know, anything that you like want done, or maybe you don't have time for, you know, like, you know, I was talking with you and Brandon of like, what happens if you're out or Brandon's out and like, now what? And you're new enough in your business, you were like, well, shit, never really thought about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, let me help you do that. So, um, it, the consulting is more than just, hey, here's how you should run your business. You know, it, it's on these, like, here may be some back end business tasks that need to be done. 
that are very important, but you either don't have time for or you didn't think about. You overlook them. Yeah. And so I got the the consulting side. Leadership and management's always been a passion of mine. You've heard me talk about it on the podcast many times. And then obviously SEO and lead gen. So inside of each one of those service pages is a PDF that is anywhere from, I can't remember, like four to six pages. And it kind of has like a table of contents and it kind of gives you just some like generic business things, but then like some tools of the trade, some like little tips and tricks, like some quote unquote trade secrets. So just to kind of show people, like just to put information out there that like maybe they'll get their question answered by that and they don't have, you know, they're not going to like call me, which is cool. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but you know, went to the chamber coffee with you and Seth. And a couple other people that were there. I was there for like 10 minutes. I was a little late. Um, and I got my first kind of like speaking gig going on. So I got that scheduled. Going to go to another like little coffee deal uh, for the campaign that is. Um, got my business cards done and finally sent off to be printed. And going to be working with Ryan Corwin. Getting some photos for my campaign of some different things. And working on that website and stuff, and I am—I don't know if you can hear it, but like I am just mentally like drained, just spent. Like physically, I feel good. Like physically, I'm fine, but my mind is just absolutely gone. I am so tired. And then, in my infinite wisdom, I my days off are coming up Tuesday through Saturday. And in my infinite wisdom, I t- planned a three-day full days of training that I'm going to be instructing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And that has been a significant amount of planning and headache as well. And writing those scenarios, having people prove freedom, revising them, meeting with the communications director about all that stuff and just scheduling them. And my days off aren't going to be much of a days off. Yeah. Tuition payments. That's right. And then hopefully I will be <clears throat> consulting you on business matters related to building Andy Frisilla his uh, buildings. Next facilities. Yeah. We're going to build his next house. Even better. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't I think, think he's ever going to build another house. I was going to say, I think he really likes that one he's in. Did you watch his story today? Huh? On his Instagram? Huh? He just does like a walkthrough of his locker rooms in first form. Just gives me juice. Like they're nicer than NFL locker rooms. Like that's what my guys need someday. Yeah, you know, put them in a facility like that to where they're like they just feel special. Like they're walking into something special. Every yeah, day. yeah. Well, and and feel invested in too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's oh, and I guess when you talk about my guys, like I'm I'm build, bringing a guy on to on with my company that's going to help with some of the stuff because it's getting to the point now where I'm getting stretched thin enough that I. I really need help. I don't necessarily like, I shouldn't say I can't cash flow it because that's not accurate, but it just cuts into my bottom line more than I kind of want it to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it takes money to make money, you know, and if I'm going to grow, then I got to spend money. I can't just hoard it. So got him on, on board and he's going to help me out, build some sites, hopefully build one for you and we'll kind of go from there. So I know uh, I was talking to Brandon he wants to come on the podcast one of these days. Good. With us. He said Brenna does too. She wants to do a podcast. Like together or separate? Separate. Oh, okay. I'm done with that. Yeah. Um, and then also Nate and I discussed 
we'd gotten some feedback from several people that, you know, people were kind of getting into the story with Andrea and her mom and they got to hear Andrea's mom's side of the story, but never really got to hear Andrea's side of the story. So, uh, we're probably going to have her back on. Um, I haven't talked to you yet, but I was thinking like maybe this next podcast, I guess. Um, you know, the next one we're going to release will be, well, actually, so it'll be to the point and then, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Oh no. Cause the next one's going to be the September 11th on Monday, on next the, Monday. Yeah. I mean, we could still record it and then release Andrea on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, of getting her back on just to kind of, cause she said she really only hit like the, the mountaintops of everything. So there were pe- several people that were giving her input that like, Hey, we want to hear more of your story. You know, we, we really didn't get to hear anything about you. You know, it was kind of like based on your mom. And then when you started to talk, you know, then your mom and you got to talking, you know, and stuff. So, um, we'll be looking at getting that done too. So what did, what did, uh, Brandon and their, his wife want to talk about? Did they say kind of like what they were interested in by chance? Uh, give a little preview. I didn't, um, some of Brandon's stuff is talking about like him getting into the switching over from the corporate world into the construction world. Oh, like okay. That's shift for him and all that. And, um, I didn't hear much on what Brandon wants to talk about, but I would assume some of it's got to be, um, the medical field and the state of it right now. And, that kind of thing. Yeah. She does some really cool services. I guess Seth was saying that he met with her, mm-hmm. I guess, about like maybe they could send their clients to her first to get the services from her and then they could come back to Seth and then they could like it would be like a more synergistic effect. Yeah. One thing she does is the direct point injections. Yeah. Which would work well with Seth. Yeah. Because that gets the <clears throat> tension out before that or the Botox. They get the tension out before. They go to the chiropractor, and then Seth's actually able to work on them. Like like me, I'm always so tense in my back. Seth struggles getting my back to pop sometimes. Hmm. Even after he uses the little like rotary thing on you, there's been times, yes, huh? Because that 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 like little car especially buffer in thing. my hips, dude. I'm going to that athletic trainer lady tomorrow. Uh, Amber is that her name? The one at the the one that the gym just hired. Mm. I don't know which one that is. Um, she's seen me on freaking Labor Day. Which I thought was cool. So she she was talking about like I was asking her about some of that I was still having some of that knee pain. It's not really knee pain, it's muscle pain above the knee. And she's like, Well, just looking at you, can already tell your hips are out. And she goes, you know, that she said that quad muscle goes all the way up and connects to the hip. So she said, if your hips are out, then this is constantly in a flexed state. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it, she's like, it's just gonna get stay tired. She's like, you can you can you know, roll rub it, it out. rub it out, roll it out all you want, but it's just going to stay that way because it's in a constant t- state of tension. Yeah. So I'm going to see her uh, tomorrow. So I'll let you know how that goes. And um, I will say Ashley absolutely sings her praises. You know, Ashley said that they were out like mid run one time and Ashley had this like terrible pain of something. And she brought out this tool and like scraped on Ashley, which she said it hurt. But then she said she finished her run with zero pain. Is she the younger girl they just hired or? She's a tall, skinny with glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen her. She she does usually has a laptop. Yeah, too. yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. And the cool thing is, she can work with Eli for free on his knee. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to her about getting that done because he wants to do track again. And I'm telling you, like, if you look at a picture of Eli from the end of school last year to where he is now, dude, he put on he had to put on 15 pounds of muscle. Yeah, I mean. You look at him, he is freaking jacked compared to what he was. 
And he did the work to do that, I have to admit. I mean, he was going to the gym and doing things. He was even working out at home. If he couldn't make it to the gym, he would be doing push-ups in his room or something. And so I'd really like to see him like throw he's well. Got, he's probably about peak testosterone levels too right now. That probably, probably helps. Yeah. <laughs> that probably helps probably. a little bit. Um, but I'd really like to see him throw well because I seriously think that he could throw, you know, 40s, maybe 50s um, if he was – if he could get that knee back to full health where he could really drive with his hips because he, he, he launches off of that knee that's hurt. And so it's got like a bunch of twisting in it and everything. So he, he, you know, who'd be the best coach to be able to coach in that fee. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think fee's interested in coaching right now at all because she was, I was mentioning coaching and she was like, uh, uh-uh, like to somebody else or something. And she was just like, no. So, um, but I'd like to – I'm going to meet with her and see if I can get that knee pain taken care of, get my hips put back in, and kind of go from there, take care of the body a little better. Yep. Oh, so did I tell you about the 36-hour fasting thing that I've been looking at? Okay. So Sounds terrible. I was looking at this thing that they do, this 36-hour fast, and during that time, your body kind of goes into ketosis and starts producing the ketones, similar to what you would see on uh, keto. Mm-hmm. And, but then you have a 12 hour eating window to where you can eat within reason, kind of whatever you want. Um, and during that study, and I haven't delved into it deep enough that I've made the decision yet, but they were talking about how your body is, we've talked on here many times about how your body is just a big machine, right? Like if you constantly put melatonin into sleep at night, it's going, Oh, I'm getting melatonin from there. I don't need to produce it anymore. Right? So when you when you stress it like that because it's used from millions of years of conditioning when we were hunting hunter gatherers it goes okay well now you need to go find food because you're not obviously finding it here and getting it so you need to go find food so it's like okay but this weight that you're carrying around is not helping you and it gets rid of weight from your midsection first <laughs> for whatever reason because it realizes that this is a bad place for it so it gets rid of that midsection for weight first so i was thinking to myself I'm like, damn, 36 hours without food, holy cow. But then I kind of started to think about it, and I was like, well, if you think about it, if you're sleeping eight hours a day, that's 24 of that 36 that you're asleep. You're sleeping at it. What? Wait, I'm you thinking of backwards. 12s. No, I'm yeah. thinking of 12s. Um, I'm a moron. But like if 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 of that 36 hours, so you've got two days in there basically. I mean if it's just – If you line it up, you could days. have two nights. Yeah. I mean, you're basically sleeping a decent portion of it. Yeah. I mean, and I talked to a friend that did it. See how fried my brain is? Like, there's 12 hours in a day, 36 hours in three days. Fucking idiot. Anyway, um, um, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to edit it out. I'm just going to leave it in just because it illustrates my point of how tired I am. And so, uh, uh, but she was saying that like, once you get past the first two weeks, she's like, you really don't get hungry anymore. She's like, it's really easy after that. And I'm like, Ugh, two weeks? Like, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time to be hangry. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's me. Yeah. How about uh, you? So I uh, I listened to a podcast, one of Ryan Nickler's, um, and uh, The Order of Man, and he had a really cool coach on there. Have you ever heard of a guy named Greg, Greg Harden? Well, he was he's like one of the top coaches of all time. He coached at Michigan. And he coached like Tom Brady and um, Michael Phelps and like some of the best athletes in the world. 
And he talks about in there about learning more from those athletes and the way they carried themselves than he ever did anywhere else. Or how much they learned from him, basically. Well, one thing he talks about is like how high-functioning people are always chasing perfection. Or that's that's what we think. is like, okay, these guys are perfect, you know, but they're not. There's only one person that's perfect. Um, and people, people's downfall is getting in their own head thinking that they can be perfect when you can't. You'll never be perfect. Um, you have to fall in love with chasing perfection is basically the way he talked. And like, that's the way those athletes carry themselves is their routine and everything. Leading up to perfection is what they fall in love with, and that's why they become so great. And I don't know, that just kind of spoke to me a little bit, because that's that's one thing I struggle with. It's like, I only got so many hours in the day, and I spend too much on my phone, and I spend too much here and there, not getting enough done. It's like, damn, like I need to be better. But I constantly get in my head of, like, I need, a Mac, I need to be 100% all the time, and that's just not... You can't do that. It's not humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you can function pretty at a pretty high level most of the time, but you're still not going to be a hundred percent, and you're not going to get you're not going to be perfect. Well, and I think we've talked about it on old podcasts. If you notice the people like Tom Brady, Michael Phelps, and you know those those athletes that you know won Super Bowls, Mahomes, etc. You know, did they did they party afterwards? Yeah, probably, maybe for a day or two. But then it was right back to work. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you think of them, they, they're like going to be sitting on a beach sipping Mai Tais for the next, you know, couple of months in the off season or whatever. But they basically just get right back to work. Yeah. And that's how they stay at the, I mean, Tom Brady, there's no way that guy stayed at the top of his game doing what he did for as long as he did or does. Did he finally retire? Yeah. Okay. So as long as he did by sitting next to the pool you know, sipping whiskey and smoking stogies every night. Yep. That's not how that worked. I uh, I mean, as much as people can hate the guy, right? You have to admit, he he put he, when you say put up or shut up, he put up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually watched the Netflix documentary today on uh Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. I don't have you watched that or know much about him? He was the first freshman to ever win the Heisman Trophy in college football. Like just in Amazing athlete, but like in this, like it gives you like a hundred percent of what he did in college. Like all he did is party. He's partying Thursday nights before games, playing on Saturdays, hungover, and won the Heisman doing so. Like he was, he was that phenomenal of an athlete. But I would say, like him. So it's kind of kind of funny. The connection is like Cliff Kingsbury was the coach for him and Patrick Mahomes. So I think Cliff learned how to develop a player like that through Johnny Manziel. And then he developed Patrick Mahomes later. That's beside the fact. Patrick Mahomes did not party and mastered his craft. Look where Patrick Mahomes is now versus Johnny Manziel. You know, those are two two guys that had... Probably really similar talent levels. 
And Johnny Manziel just pissed it away. And Patrick Mahomes is winning Super Bowls in millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's just that that mindset of like being able to temper your emotions, focus in, and get done what needs to be done. And Patrick Mahomes can do that, and Johnny Menzel can't. It just, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting to me watching that today. Well, I think I had a sheriff one time that told me, like, no matter how you mix alcohol into equation, it always comes out bad. And I never, uh, and and this is this is a man that sits behind the mic that, like, you know, I will drink from time to time. Now, when I drink, I don't typically don't do so to like get drunk, right? Like I'll, I'll like I'm 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 weird. I like like the the tomato beers or whatever. Like I'll drink one of those because I just like how it is. I like the flavor, and mm-hmm. that I'll you know you've been out to eat with me many times. Like, do I ever get more than one? Have you ever <laughs> seen me drink more than one? So, you know, I always thought like that doesn't make any sense, right? Like that's dumb. Like no matter how you mix it in cuz i'm like i can drink one and like i'm fine but <clears throat> you know i i think i think about it and i look and i'm like when you see truly successful people i'm like i'm talking like stratospheric success they they may drink once in a very great while um and they certainly don't drink to excess and if they do it's because it's some majorly special occasion of some kind like like a mar- like a marriage or some huge business deal or they sold a bit well, like something like that you know something that that dictates celebration mm-hmm. but then they're back to work right they're not like partying three and four drinking three and four days a week and at the bar and all that other kind of stuff and so i've kind of had to like look back and be like man like that that was some wisdom that was dropped on me very young and there was no context with it, but like it was like the seed was planted. It's kind of like scripture, like the seed was planted for me long ago, and it's finally starting to grow in me. You know, twenty, thirty years later, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and you know, if you're talking about the Manzel guy and like partying and all that other kind of stuff, like it's more than just like the alcohol, right? Because the the wanting chasing that high of the alcohol is actually kind of like a little less mental fortitude, you know, because you're if you're constantly chasing a high, or you're constantly chasing that good feeling, or chasing that like party mentality or whatever. He even you know, talked about in there chase. like he wasn't in it to win the football games. Like the thing that was most exciting for him was what came after they won those big games. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. The partying basically. And when he got to the NFL after he had won Heisman won, um, like as a first round draft pick, all this and this is like, what else do I do this? Like, I don't care about football anymore. Like he was done. Oof. He checked out. Wow. When he got to the NFL, he was done. He's like, I just, I'm done with football. Like, I don't even want to be on this field. I'm miserable. What does he do now? Uh, in that documentary, it said something about how he's just hanging out in Scottsdale. You said Howie Menzel? Johnny. Or Johnny Menzel. Hanging out in Scottsdale and living life is what he said. <laughs> it shows that he's an American football player <laughs> on Google. Uh, let's see. I mean, he... After his failed suicide attempt, he went home to Carryville, Texas to stay with his parents. As of 2022... He's a quarterback for the FCF Zappers, an indoor football league founded in 2022 as a part of the fan-controlled football league. 
that has fans vote on play calls and other aspects of the game. Sounds fucking awful. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, he checked himself in and out of rehab. And, like, it, those coaches, when he first got to Texas A&M, didn't... And he played baseball, too, huh? They didn't punish him, like, for his actions. For when he did what? Like, when he was partying and uh, oh. because he was such a good athlete. But his parents also never parented him. They just let him do his thing. And you can just see the difference between that and Patrick Mahomes' upbringing. His dad was a Major League Baseball player. And so he saw what it took from a young age to succeed at that level, you know? Yeah, I was watching an interview with Mahomes where he was talking about, like, being on the field and, like, seeing, like, those dudes and, like, what they did and then also watching his dad and what he had to do and... You know, that's another thing you've heard me say on the podcast a million times. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Strong father figures. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, two-parent households with a strong mother figure as well. But strong father figures that kids look to of what to do. I mean, you know? he had he had a two-family household. I just don't think that it was a super strict household. Obviously, it wasn't because he was partying like he was in high school even. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I talked even about. Like, you kind of had that existential thing of, like, football's over, now what? Mm -hmm. As well. And, you know, you found a way through it. And for him, it was far worse, though. I mean, he went from high schooler to Heisman Trophy winner in a year. Like, in months. So he's this 19-year-old kid that is put on the biggest platform of college football, signing autographs, and, like, can't even go to class. They had to put him in online classes because the mobs of people would just show up to the school to get autographs. Oh, wow. And he was making $100,000 his freshman year signing autographs, which was illegal back then. Yeah. But he was traveling once a month to different hotels around the country and signing autographs for people to sell. Making thirty grand a pop at those little trips. Could you imagine? 19-year-old kid hanging out with Drake, LeBron, like A-Rod, like all your big famous people, this 19-year-old kid. And then what goes from that to rehab to nothing. Huh. It's like that like that fall from grace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be... Because, uh, I mean, he's still only 29 years old. He's only a couple years older than me. And, like, he could still be playing in the league. But He's, he's 30. 30? Mm-hmm. 1992. So it's showing 30 on here. Yeah. Of Tyler, Texas. Huh. Just kind of a crazy story. And that, that year, it was actually, I, I still don't really care for Johnny football. Didn't, didn't like him. One of the major reasons is because that Heisman year was the year that K-State's quarterback Colin Klein was up for it too, and he lost to the freshman. That it got arrested before the season for partying out late and getting in a fight and all this and that. And yeah, it shows that on here. It shows a, uh, um, when you go down, it says controversies. June 2012 arrest. Uh, it was chosen as Texas A&M starting quarterback before his first college game. Manziel was arrested and charged with three misdemeanors: disorderly, failed to pursue identification, and possession of a fictitious driver's license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which you know, I mean, how many college kids have those? You know, yeah. that's that's a normal college kid thing to have. I, Fairly, I, normal. I didn't have those in college. I didn't either. But like, you go to. You also didn't go to like a big school like Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, 
I went to like a big, big, awesome Fort Hayes State University when my freshman year. Yeah, that's a big campus for big, bigger K- than Sterling for Kansas. <laughs> Didn't need a fake ID in Sterling. Yeah, no shit. Just Everybody. buy a beer from the gas station in town when you're 19 years old. <laughs> when there's other 19 year olds working behind the counter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder who that might have been. Yeah, I don't know me either. We won't name mm. names. <laughs> um, I think I have an idea. Um, so anyway, I, I guess let's ask a question. So what are you doing right now as far as, cause I, I mean, I think that you have always kind of like, you, you haven't put words to it, but I think you were doing the whole chasing perfection thing. So like for you, what are you doing that kind of like mimics that or does that as well? Like right now in your business, like what, what are you trying to do to chase that perfection every day? Well, I just know that I can't do it all. <clears throat> I've came to that realization. I can't do it all. Not with this group that we have with my business. Like I've got to be able to trust and pass things down the line and do what I know I'm good at and do it good. So you got some personal growth there mm-hmm. of realizing that, you know, basically delegation. Yeah. I think that's kind of probably some of the first things. Learning, that people learning to with. trust people to do what needs to be done. Yeah. And then, and then and when, trust myself to train them to do what needs to be done. Yeah. And then if they don't or they mess it up, you know, then you handle it from there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because, I mean, it would be like it would be like if you were doing like in the Menzel way, since we're just illustrating points here. It's like you build your first house and you go out and party for the next month. Like, what? No. <laughs> that yeah. money that money is going to go into other things to build the next house and the next one and the next one and so on and so forth. Yeah. To chase that perfection. And so I have a question. So <clears throat> what you do as a craft, for sure. Um, and you can be bad at it <laughs> and you can, there's lots of videos online of houses that are framed falling over. Yeah. Um, because of awful framing. So, um, you know, so like are, are, are you constantly learning things with every build that you just like bring to the next one? Can you like maybe give an example of that? Yeah. So on this one, you guys are probably going to get bored with me talking about this stuff, but there's just little things, um, little steps in the process. Like, um, when we set trusses, one thing we'd done in the past is, um, we'd taken, so you set trusses on 24 inch centers. And one thing we had done is we take a 16 foot two by four and we mark it 24 inch on centers on the ground. Then we set a couple trusses at 24s and we Screw that to the top of said trusses. So that pulls our layout at the top. Well, instead of doing that now, um, we started using cutting boards at 22 and a half, which fit between the trusses. So then you can just nail them to the truss and you don't have to come back and remove that board later. Oh, okay. You know. So it's just basically like one less step kind of thing. Yeah. Like you figured out how to basically make it a more fluid motion. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just try to tweak little things like that. Um, like on our windows, like Chris showed me a different way how to tape them and stuff. So, um, I feel like it's better at, um, making those windows, 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 <laughs> weather tight. Hey, good. You, I'm not the only one that sounds like a moron during this post <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or during this podcast. Yeah. Um, making them more weather tight. And so we're going to use that method moving forward. Um, but just little steps on, oh, just getting things prepped. What's another thing? Um, well, I think an important thing there is Chris came from Seattle where it rains constantly. Yeah. like So they had to make those windows 
like just ready for just constant wetness yeah. where he was from. And we don't have to be quite to that extent because obviously it hasn't rained for the last month and a half here. Um, but we still do fight a lot of extreme weather in Kansas, so they do have to be weather tight. Um, hmm. Put me on the spot here. Make me think real hard. I'm hoping you chase that perfection. And another thing we do is like at the end of, so probably this week we're going to go walk through riffles and we're going to say, okay, like what went good during this process and what didn't, you know, what, what do we need to change? Um, what can we do better? This and that to make it go smoother. And another thing you did chasing perfection. What did you get rid of in the shop? Alcohol. Yep. Yeah. We are not going to do that anymore. Not going to provide that for the guys, and you know I like that time of camaraderie. But um, you can have camaraderie without alcohol. You can, and we can also like if we do want to have something like that, we'll make it intentional. Make it an intentional time where we're going to cook out with our guys, with their families, and we have beer. Maybe we don't, you know. Um, but just to have those team building deals, to I don't know. I feel like it's important. I wish my it, smoker was going. I totally smoke you guys something. I mean, I uh, came from a football background, and that's kind of the way I run the, the crew a little bit, you know, coaching and, like, camaraderie stuff. And well, you got a new employee as a result of hire, or doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So, is that official yet? He's going to start October 1st, is what he said. Okay. So, has he told his other job? Officially unofficial. He talked to his direct boss, and I think he said he's going to talk to his other boss soon. My boss wants to hire him full-time. Craig? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said good luck with that. Yeah. But I, I was like, I think he does. I was talking to him. I think he does want to do part-time. So. Yeah. But. No, it's just constantly trying to find. And that's something I look for in guys is like, not necessarily finding the easier way to do it, but the, the best way to, the best process to move forward doing something. Yeah, so when you said you were doing, instead of doing the 24s, you're doing the 22 and a half, like you're still doing things to code doing it right. You're just doing it a little bit different and it's more efficient. There's a hundred different ways to frame a house. Yeah. You know, you can build the walls on the ground and stand them up. You can build the walls on the ground, put the boxing on the house wrap and then stand them up, you know, or you can stick build it and then put the boxing on and like then do blocking like. 18,000 different ways you can do it. No way is wrong. It's just you've got to find the best way to do it with the set of guys you have and the tools you have, you know. And for us, I think standing them up and then boxing the way we do and, like, I think that that works best for us. But you're not so set on that. You couldn't change if something, <laughs> like, somebody else came around or whatever. Um because I was talking to Rob Ross and he worked on a crew that framed houses and stuff too. And he was talking about how like they, they, all the guys when he came on, like he had some construction experience, had some framing experience and he was in like just out of high school, I think. Mm -hmm. And all these guys had worked for the same company for like decades. Um, at least coming up on decades. <clears throat> and he, and he's like, they were a well-oiled machine. They kind of showed me the way to do it. And he's like, we could build a house on nothing flat. Yeah. Like we would just build it, move to the next one, build it, move to the next one, build it, move to the next one. And so is that kind of like what you're looking for is basically just trying to find the most efficient way to kind of. Yes and no. <laughs> like we, a lot of times when you're building houses, like 
that, you're popping out spec homes that are all the same. Mm. You know? And that's not what we... We don't want to build cookie-cutter houses. Well, that's not your brand. I know that. Yeah. Your brand is more is not builder quality. Yours is more like luxury. That's it's, it's yours. It's specifically yours. Mm-hmm. You know, and so on and so forth. And so there's always going to be things that change and um, this and that. And But still, the process is very similar. You know, we, we sit out there and we... How many headers at this size are we going to need? And we build all of our headers. How many corners are we going to need? How many wall ties? And we build all that ahead of time. So then when we go to put the wall together, we just got to throw the pieces together. We don't have to sit the studs in and then throw the headers in and build them. And then it's all done. We're just throwing it together and throwing it up. Another thing is, is like another easier step we found is when we're building a wall on the ground. Instead of throwing all the studs in and throwing the header in, um, with the way layout is, you can have a stud that's too close to that header and it's hard to nail mm, that header yeah, square. Right. So I've been telling the guys, all right, put our king studs, which are the ones that go right on the sides of the header, and then nail the header to those so you can nail them all the way they need to be done. Because I've noticed we stand walls up, we forget about them, we come back for the inspection later, and there's nails missing in our headers. we got to go back and hit them. Um, so that just helps avoid that. So basically you don't have the extra step of having to go back and, mm-hmm. and hit those nails in square yep. and get them right. Yeah. That's one thing that drives me nuts is like, we're not nailing enough because we got nail guns that make it so freaking easy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and the, and it's interesting, like, I don't know if people listening to this and, and I'm not a construction guy. And if I say this wrong, Nate, let me know. But it's interesting how, you know, pe- nails are even still used because, like, you look at like the technology and screws and stuff out there these days, and like you think of a screw as like the better fastening option, but it it really depends on the application. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, framing, and then again, if I'm getting this wrong, let me know. Framing has more like twisting, torsion, you know, like f- like shearing forces, and yep. nails nails are the best at handling those shearing forces, whereas screws are not. Yep, and so, um. You know, so using the nails and the nail gun is not only cheap and easy, you know, it's also the most effective way to get it done for that specific application. It is. And they do make screws that are similar to a nail, but it just takes, excuse me, it takes so much longer. Does it to, really add anything? Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not really. It doesn't add much. There's a lot of people that will carry them around on their bags all day to screw in certain things here and there, which is okay. But for the most part, nail gun gets it done. Gotcha. So I think, uh, it's probably enough of that conversation. People are going to start falling asleep. <laughs> listening to me talking about construction stuff. Bueller. We can get into, Bueller. uh, span charts and how many two by fours you need and, uh, 18 foot span and how thick and, but I think we'll probably just wrap it up and call it a day. Okay. <laughs> you'll understand why i did that when you listen to this podcast i'm not even going to ruin it no. but i have an idea okay all right so thanks for taking the opportunity to listen to the higher points podcast and joining us we're just humbled yet again that you've chosen to take time out of your busy day your busy schedule to be here with us uh, we hope we are doing the same and reinvesting back into you giving you some things maybe you can live by things you can do if you're somebody that's into frame or general contracting reach out to Nate. You can get his email off of the uh, Higher Points website, which is www.thehigherpoints.com. Click the contact button. And uh, 
you know, be, <clears throat> check us out on Facebook at the Higher Points Podcast and on Instagram at the Higher Points. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye, guys.